Good evening, everybody. I'd like to welcome anyone that's listening back to remember God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line. I hope you guys had a fantastic day. I know I did. And because the reason is because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, even the even through the midst of storms that each of us are walking through. So let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together and spending time with you, Lord, and studying what you have to say and through this chapter or through this study as pursuit of God. Now, we know that we have to be prepared for anything that's going to come by. Any storms are going to swing on by, and even through the muck and the trenches that we have to go through. Help us to remember that you are still awesome no matter what. Give us a heart of thankfulness, thankfulness for the littlest things in life. And in your Father's name we pray, amen and amen. So I am so blessed to continue the study of Pursuit of God. And one of the whole thing that I love, especially today's study, is talking about the race. And so we're in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 14. It states, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but a small gate, but the small is the gate and narrow, the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Now, that is so cool when we understand that because as a cross-country runner, our paths are so small that we none of us can't really quite fit on there. Now, we can correlate it to, for instance, when we go on, if we do not know who God is, we are kind of on the five-lane and even six-lane traffic. And so because of that, you know, those five or six lane traffics were like competing with other people, whether if they have a nice house, then we're going to take that extra time and take away from God so we can get that extra hour and that extra buck so we can compete against our neighbors. So that's a problem because when we stumble or when we break down, everybody's still going to go past you while you're going to be stuck in the middle or stuck in the lane. And so because of that, because of that, we have to remember, and no one is going to really stop and look after you. No one is going to stop and say, hey, let me help you up. Because they aren't going to, because they aren't of Christ. But the moment that we accept Jesus Christ is the moment that we get off that busy highway and onto the path that God has set for you. And right there and then, God could be like our triple A, where we, for example, break down or we get tired, and we call upon the Lord. But the best part is, is that when we call upon the Lord, He is right there, right in the split of a second, and He has His hand out for you. And that hand is to help you get up and help you walk along the path that he has set for you, or God has. But it takes encourage, it takes encouragement for us to call upon him because we are so afraid 
to call upon him, even when we stumble over the smallest things in life that we fall upon. We're like, man, I don't want to call Christ on this because it's a small problem. But let me tell you this. That small problem can lead into a brake fracture. Or that small problem can make us look back and say, man, I loved living in the past. I loved living because I didn't have quite as much, I didn't have quite as much storms in life. But we also have to remember, though, we are the children of God. Because when we cross that finish line, or when we run through that race, and we see that ribbon, or we see that, you know, if you're on the five-lane highway, compared to a compared to a one lane or compared to the path that we have set for you. You're going to pass those regardless. But the major factor is the prize you're going to receive. If you're on a path that's on a five-lane highway, it's a, the earthly path, I can guarantee you, you're going, to receive a pa you're going to receive a prize, but it's a prize that you're going to say, when can I return it as soon as possible? Because the pits of hell are absolutely awful to be in. That is something that we I would never want upon anyone getting that prize. Or when we are as believers and when we are children of yours, what are we when we cross the finish line, the prize that we are going to receive is a crown of glory. And God saying, Well done, my good and faithful servant. How cool is that? And how cool is of a promise that He's given that? So, so while we are, you know, kind of switching the subject, we have to um, take a few minutes and think about traveling. And have you ever been on a destination for a per se unknown trip? One of those hop in the car, drive in any direction until you get somewhere, uh, kind of a trip. See, and that I have done that before. I have gone in the car and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drive and go to the coast. I don't know which coast, but I ended up being at Tybee Island in uh, by Savannah, Georgia. And it was about a two-day trip. But life can, life can be this way. We get to a point where we are not sure where we're going on, where, where we're going to the end, uh, end up at. That is scary. You've been in, you've been a Christ follower for a few days. We've been a Christ follower, a follower for multiple days. Now, it's time to take the, about, it's time to talk about the destination, where this life ends and the next life begins. Because you know Christ, you have a new destination for your life. Now, the narrow gate is where you are. You look, you look that road, or you took that road when you met Jesus. You got off the on-ramp when you accepted Jesus Christ and said, you know what? I am tired of breaking down. I am tired of people surpassing me, and I'm tired of comparing myself to others. And I want to be loved. And that's when you got off the interstate. You're like, you know what? I am had enough. And you got off the interstate. So now, so you took the road that, that you met Jesus and asked him into your life. Going down that road means your future is secure. 
When this life ends, you will spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. And I truly cannot wait until that I pass that time. You used to be on the wide road, or you used to be on the 10-lane or 5- or 6-lane intersection, or even a 10, um, let me see, let me get my thoughts together. I'm sorry about it. See, the cool thing about this is that when you're, when you're so excited about God and stuff, you get scattered mind. And no matter how much notes that I have in front of me, it sometimes draws a blank because I'm so excited to know that when we are on that 5-lane intersection, I was unsure of what was going to happen next. I was unsure of the prize I was going to receive. But because I got off the on-ramp and got on the road that God had set for me, I know the prize that's going to be at the end when I run past the finish line. So the Bible describes it as a pain. So if you're on the five-lane intersection, you're going to end up in a prize of called hell. And I definitely can tell you hell is described as gnashing of teeth and sadness and sorrow. And it is a moment that five minutes you spend in there, you're calling upon Jesus, telling, me, telling him to get you out of there. But he's not going to get you out of there because you have the opportunity to accept him. But because we live in a sin, sin, sinful world, you're, you, weren't going to, you, were, you were given that chance, but you were too comfortable in your sin. We're like, you know what? I'm too comfortable. I'll wait till the end, or I'll wait till at my deathbed, or I'll wait till something bad happens. But at any moment, God can call a, call us home. So that doesn't sound like a pleasant place to go. That doesn't sound like a life where, okay, I got to make sure, I got to be very cautious of what happens because I don't want to get sick or I don't want to you know, do all these certain things because I might die and I don't know who Jesus is. That's a very scary life to live in. But the moment that we accept Jesus Christ, it's the best decision in your life because you're going to have eternal life and the consequences are going to be fantastic. Now, there's good consequences and bad consequences. The bad consequences of not accepting Jesus Christ is hell. But the good consequences of accepting Jesus Christ is no more hunger, no more pain. No more tears, and you get to be in heaven with your Creator. So after reading Matthew chapter 7, 13 through 14, take some time and thank God for leading you to the narrow gate. Thank Him for saving you from an eternity in hell, and express your gratefulness to Him for your salvation. Now, I just want to tell you, if you do not know who Christ is, we're going to allow that opportunity to happen. And will you just all, um, if you're listening, if you're driving, please do not close your eyes. But if you're just sitting and just allow, if you don't know who Christ is and you're sitting at home or you pulled over on the side of the interstate and you don't know who Christ is, let me, I'm going to give you that opportunity. Yeah. All right, so we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come here lord that we are so blessed that you can just come into our lives we are in a broken world where we do not know what's going to happen next so many of us are questioning what's going to happen who's going to take care of me after i pass am i going to heaven 
And that is our mindset because we do not know you, Lord. And I pray that anyone that doesn't know who Christ is right now, or that has walked away, or thinks that he, you are disappointed in that because you they stumbled in sin and you know they try to live according to you, but we know that none of us are perfect. We are sinful beings. So I come to you just asking for repentance of our hearts, our minds, our actions, and our bodies. Our repentance of our minds. If we think about something that we shouldn't be thinking, I'll come to you asking for repentance. Our actions, whether if we show hate towards one another, regretfulness, bitterness, I come to you asking for repentance on that, on our actions. Our words, our words have lifelong consequences. But the best part that our words can do is speak this name. I want Jesus in my heart. And I come to you asking for repentance of our words. And our thought and our um and our I'm well either way we come to you asking for repentance. And we want to be called your children of Christ, your children. That you love us so much that you sent your son to die on the cross. And how awesome is that? And Lord, we are so blessed to be called your children. And sometimes we struggle with that. Sometimes when we accept you, we have to live a perfect life or try to live a perfect life. But we know that doesn't happen. We know that we stumble. We know that we fall. So I pray that people find accountability partners. Accountability, accountability partners to help them walk through their faith. Accountability partners to know and hold them accountable um, if they did something wrong, if they stumbled in sin. And known as prayer partners. Pray for them. Pray for the individual that might be struggling. And vice versa. And help us to be more thankful for the littlest things in life. Because we tend to overlook on things that we should be thankful for. And I know that you are an awesome Father. Give us the strength and encouragement to continue to run this race of life. So that when we, when we cross the finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in your Father's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed night. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.